Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host, Spencer Spillman. What is up, everybody? We are back with another edition of the Pro Show Sports Buzz. Brought to you always by the beautiful, the delicious Strange Amber. Here for any occasion. Any occasion. And that sound is always pleasant. Um, we're coming to you from Tuesday, February 14th. It is Valentine's Day. Um, and we got a big deal coming up this weekend. Uh, I know you're listening. It's Friday. We're almost there. Get through the day. It'll be okay. Because tomorrow, the 18th, we got Strangeland Brewery's second anniversary party from 5 to 10 out at the brewery. It's at 360 MB Caves. It's going to be a great time. Oh, yeah. um, we checked here earlier, and there was one ticket left of the normal tickets. That was hours ago. There, there's still one ticket left. Uh, if you're this lucky by Friday, count your blessings, folks, because that's, that's miraculous. Um, but it's the second anniversary party for Strangeland Brewery. 20 bucks gets you in the door if you don't have your tickets already. I'm really sorry, but it's going to be a good time. The whole Sports Buzz cast is going to be out there uh, with everybody from Strangeland Brewery. It's going to be a great time. Um, they got a limited edition glassware, which yep. you get to keep, plus a couple beers. There's a barbecue plate, which is with some beer-infused food. That should be interesting. And then to uh, top it all off, we got a slice of beer cake. For dessert, we're going to have a live DJ, beer poking. It's going to be a great time. I, you know, I'm excited about this battle. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm excited in the last, in the college show. If you didn't go listen to it, go listen. But our college basketball analyst, uh, really our basketball analyst in general, Chad's going to make it out. So I'm super excited to see Chad and, and just super excited to see everybody. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, we'll get a full compliment out there. It's going to be great. Uh, if you don't already, give them a follow. They're on Twitter, at Brew. They're on Facebook. Give them a like. Follow their page. They got plenty of stuff for you. Uh, we're on social media as well. You can find us on Twitter at SportsBuzzTX. Personally, I'm at FrenchBean89. I love to retweet. Love to complain. Just like our producer Zach Ballad. He's at Z Ballad. Come complain with us. Twitter's a good place for that. It's a good place for it. You know, Facebook is not a good place to complain. Twitter, great for complaining. Yeah, and, and I didn't introduce ourselves. I'll be your host tonight. I'm Zach Chandonet. We are without your normal host, Spencer Spillman. Still MIA, man. We, we haven't gotten any updates. There's a lot of rumors flying around. A lot I, of rumors. I don't want them to be true. I've heard rumors about V-Day and, and things that could be happening, obligations that he may be fulfilling, but... Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna portray that on our listeners. I, I, I don't know if to be confirmed. Yeah, it's it's yet to be confirmed. In all honesty, it's so, fake news as of right now. Yeah, we'll we'll see. He should be back with us next week. Hopefully, we hear from him. Hopefully, he's safe and sound. Maybe who knows? He maybe, could be in real danger. Maybe he got lost in some casinos. We know how that can be. That would be a best case scenario. That's like my dream is that I get lost yeah. in a casino with someone else's debit card. I'm sure Spencer is on the same page. Uh, <laughs> But we are the Sports Buzz. We're going to be bringing another edition of the Pro Show to you. We're without pro football, though. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be it's going to be different. It's going to be weird. Yeah, I have I had withdrawals this weekend. I, I'll be sad for a little bit, but knowing that my Patriots are Super Bowl champions, 
I think I can get by this year. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, ca- a tally of how many times you slip that into our show. It's gonna be quite a few times. Yeah, so that's number one. Yeah. Um. So we tried to give tickets away to the Strange Land two year anniversary. We said all you have to do is is share the episode. At this time, if you're listening, it's way too late. <laughs> um, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty glad that our listeners have no idea how to use social media or hate free stuff. Uh, either way, uh, because I recently found out I'm gonna be able to make it to the to the the two year anniversary party, and I was gonna give my tickets away. But uh, listeners, uh, you gotta buy your tickets now if they're even available, which yeah. they're probably not. Um, I can't wait till next Tuesday to tell you how much fun I had drinking. Strangeland Brewery. We will be telling you all about it. It's going to be a great time. I can guarantee that. And get some microphones out there. Yeah, we're going to get some interviews. Get get some word good. on the street. Some hot takes. We're going to bring the fans to the show. Should be a good time. So we are going to get uh, into our show. Uh, again, this is the pro show. It is so weird not having... Uh, not even college football, but not pro football. There's just no football to watch. So we just got yeah. regular sports. Yeah, regular sports, which feels weird. Um, but we got basketball. Basketball's still fun to watch, and luckily we have a fantastic analyst who, you know, he he's known as our college uh, college basketball analyst. But he said for tonight he is gonna grace us with his presence. To give us kind of a recap of the NBA season, since we have not been paying attention at all, uh, please, everyone, welcome to the show, Mr. Chad Goodall. Chad, thanks for joining us again. Absolutely, guys. Anytime, anytime. Chad, it's always happy. It's always a pleasure to have you on. I'm sorry, I've had a few Strangeland breweries so far. It's it's been a good night. But uh, I hope you're having some for me. Yeah. Well, we'll get you that 12-pack as soon as we can. I know Spencer dropped the ball on that one. It's not the only thing he's dropped the ball on, but it's okay. Yeah, it's okay because we'll, we'll figure it out. We're we're a collective show. We're all about each other, and we'll get you that. We'll get you some strange lands real quick. But, um, you know, no football for us. We're not the most avid basketball fans, I must say, but... Uh, I got to say that you are Chad and you are expert and you know everything there is to know about basketball. And that's just putting it lightly, man. Um, But we got, (laughs) we got the NBA. They're about halfway through the season. What do you think so far about what's going on in the NBA? Well, I like that the East is actually competing now with the West when it comes to competition. In my eyes, I think that um, when you look at the Eastern Conference itself, yes, you have Cleveland up at the top and it's the outright favorite to win it. But I think that two different teams could knock Cleveland out. Um, When I look at the West, I don't see anyone competing with the Golden State Warriors at all. Um, Maybe the Spurs, but in seven games, there's no way anyone in the West can compete in my eyes. With Golden State, and, and so Chad, said, and, and Chad, with that, with, yes, with with that being said, let let's stay in the East. We want to get through maybe the fought, the top five teams, get a recap of what they've been up to, how they've been doing, and get your insight. Uh, can you take us through uh, the Eastern Conference and and what should we should be exciting uh, excited about, and and what should we be looking for? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, you have Cleveland up at the top. Uh, we'll skip them for now because I really want to get to the number two seed um, in the current ratings right now, and that's uh, Zach Boys at the Celtics. You know I want um, to talk about this. <laughs> man, the way Isaiah Thomas is playing right now is incredible. Uh, I mean, the guy stands, what, maybe six foot tall, you know, with shoes on? Um, <laughs> I mean, he's playing lights out. He's a true leader of that team. Uh, with A.B. Bradley uh, being injured right now, they're still on a three-game winning streak. I really like what Boston's doing. I think that they can be a huge roadblock for Cleveland uh, getting to the finals. Well, I was in Dallas uh, last night and got to watch the Celtics play the Mavericks. 
it was a pretty competitive game through gosh I guess the third uh the third quarter but the fourth quarter came and the Celtics kind of ran away with it they uh they made me a believer uh, Isaiah Thomas is really fun to watch too yeah he is he is he can do it all and uh, you know when he kind of started coming on last year I kind of ridden it off watching him this year he, he just plays with such confidence and when you're playing with that confidence you can really do anything you think you could do and he has taken his game to another level and let's just say he is an all-star this year as well yeah, I mean, Isaiah Thomas is really fun to watch. The Celtics in general are just a really well-coached team. Brad Stevens has done a great job with them. I just think that they, they're they missing that one key player that that just brings an element of, of just awe. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. in basketball these days, it's it's about having someone who can kind of change a game when the game just needs to be changed. And I feel like the Celtics lack that. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, they rely on so heavily. So you naturally got to expect that 25, 30 points out of them a night. But I just feel like they, they're missing that game changer to kind of support Isaiah Thomas at this point. I think that they're going to give Cleveland a, a good run. I think they can give them a good series. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to watch them down the stretch if they can put things together. No, absolutely. And if, when you look at Boston, you don't really see any – big-name players on there. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is like the Jeremy Lin for a year, you know, so far. So, I mean, he's just been playing so well that he's become, you know, almost a household name, even though Isaiah Thomas, you know, the real Isaiah Thomas is a household name. Uh, you know, little Isaiah is becoming, you know, a big name in, in, in NBA basketball. Other than that, though, you're right. They don't really have anyone to be able to take over a game or provide a spark of any sort. So I absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah, and then you, you look at kind of what else is going on in the East. You have the Atlanta Hawks sitting at four. We'll see how they kind of hold up the rest of the way. Uh, and you have the Wizards sitting at three. You know, watching John Wall play this year, it looks like he's kind of taking the next step in his game. What What do you like out of the Wizards? I really like the way that their backcourt is constructed with John Wall and Bradley Beal. I mean, uh, Washington, I think, would be uh, my pick to beat Cleveland, if anyone's going to beat Cleveland, just because of how well they have been playing. Uh, you get you know, one of the Morris brothers that came in, you know, Marquise Morris, he's playing phenomenal as well. I really like what Washington is doing up to this point. Um, I think the second half of the season, you're actually going to see them take that, that number two spot and have that number two spot for the playoffs. I really like Washington a lot. Yeah, and, you know, they're they're pretty big inside, too, adding Gortat and having Imahimi down low. I think it's going to give Cleveland some trouble. These... The Celtics and the Wizards, to me, are the two teams that really can give Cleveland some matchup issues. Um, and I think down the road, that'll be an interesting series to kind of see unfold. But some big news today, Serge Ibaka gets traded to the Toronto Raptors, who are currently sitting at fifth in the East. What do you think can happen with Toronto now getting Serge Ibaka? How do you kind of see the second half of the season playing out for them? Oh, yeah. Jump up these rankings 
and, you know, take it to the Washington Wizards or the Boston Celtics. I don't think they have enough talent still to beat Cleveland um, when Cleveland's healthy. Let's put a, an asterisk around that. But they definitely increase their chances by getting Serge Ibaka. Yeah, that was a big move. However, that... however Serge Ibaka is a free agent after this year, so we'll see how it plays out. I mean, this is the first-round pick over um, in this trade, so... We'll, we'll see if Serge actually stays after the end of the year. Yeah. That's another thing that could cause them damage in the long run. Yeah, and I think getting Serge to get a long-term deal there would be big. It would just add a big piece around DeMar DeRozan and company. And, you know, Toronto is on the rise. They're on the upward trend. It'll be really interesting to see kind of how this all plays out for them. I think it's a great trade for them. I think that it adds something to get them through the playoffs. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see kind of how the Eastern Conference plays out as we get into the playoffs. Uh, but moving no, in, absolutely. But moving into the West, uh, you know, obviously you got Golden State at the top, forty six and nine, and then followed by San Antonio and Houston. What do you like most out of these top three teams? Uh, well, San Antonio, of course. You know, fundamentals. I mean. Heck, I think Monty Ginobili shows up every game in a retirement vehicle. <laughs> I mean, it, he, he's just, it, it, it's amazing to me that he's still playing at the level that he's playing. Um, you know, considering retirement multiple times. Uh, of course, Kawhi Leonard's playing phenomenal, an all-star again this year. Marcus Aldridge is playing really well and not getting the credit, I think, because he opens up so much for that team. Um, San Antonio, San Antonio, they're going to play really well as long as Greg Popovich is the coach. Let's just you know throw that out there. Um, in my eyes, Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich is the best NBA coach um, of my era, I guess, of our era. I don't see any other NBA coach better than him over the last 20 years. Um, Houston, it's the James Harden show, man. I mean, fear the beard. He, in my eyes, I think James Harden should be the front runner for MVP right now because of the way he's carried that team. I mean, look at where Houston was last year with Dwight Howard compared to where, where they are this year. James Harden has taken over that team and brought them to another level. Uh, yeah, Mike D'Antoni might have something to do with that, but James Harden actually plays a little bit of defense now. And Mike D'Antoni's teams are known for playing defense. So, um, I like Houston. I like what they're doing. Um, I like San Antonio as well, but I still think Golden State with the big four uh, is going to roll through these teams in a seven-game series. Yeah, and, and when you look at it, you know, Harden leads in the team in assists, scoring, and rebounds per game. It's one thing to kind of appreciate what he's doing for the Houston Rockets, but I think when it comes down to the playoffs and when you get into a series, it's about more than just what your star brings to the table. And and that's the thing is San Antonio is all about team basketball. The Warriors are all about team basketball, and, and the Rockets are just not. I think it'll be interesting. I'd love to see Harden give some of these teams fits in the playoffs and give Golden State or San Antonio a run for their money. It'd be very interesting. It'd be great for the Rockets, um, especially with the history that has to go with that franchise. Uh, but as we're looking at the back half of this Western Conference, you get into our four and five seeds. And I'll even bring in the six seed because you got the Clippers sitting at four, which to me feels like an overrating. I don't feel like they'll end the season there. You got the Jazz sitting at five, which, you know, is kind of where we've seen them be lately. And then you got the Memphis Grizzlies. And to me, the Memphis Grizzlies are always the most interesting team in the Western Conference. What do you think about this back half of the Western Conference? And and what do you think they can do to give these top three teams some troubles in the playoffs? So, I'll start with the Clippers. Um, I know you guys aren't big basketball guys, but Chris Paul has been out for the Clippers for weeks now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, he hasn't been playing. Uh, So, you know... you take their 5-5 five and five record over the last 10 games with Chris Paul, I think that that changes a little bit. 
Um, so I think that they actually would move up a little bit. And I don't think that they have enough power to overtake Houston or San Antonio um, for the two or three spot. But I think they're sitting pretty well. Um, the team that surprised me the most is the Utah Jazz. Um, you know, they they played fairly decent over this first half of the half of the season. I, you know, earlier on, if you would have asked me if I would have seen Utah in the top five in the Western Conference, I would have told you absolutely not. So I love what they're doing there in Utah. Uh, you got that RGW who's now an All Star. You know, putting up you know mad numbers all over the place. Um, you know, I, I, I really like what they're doing. I think that they're a couple of years off. I think uh, Gordon Hayward is actually coming into form. I think he's going to be a great player going forward. I think they need a few more pieces around him. You know, just like what we were talking about earlier with, um, you know, the Celtics. I think that they're, they're good, but they could be better with that one other piece that takes them over the top. Hey, and Jack. like you said, Memphis is always that team that's there, man. You got the Gasol brother over there uh, playing phenomenal, um, coming off the injury. Uh, I really like what Memphis is doing. They're a matchup problem. And I think that Memphis gives Golden State the worst matchup problem because of their bigs. So um, they're physical. They're always in it. Um, you know, they, they give teams a, a rough time. People don't like playing. That's just... uh, Chad, you uh, you filled us in. You know, we're we're not really basketball guys. Chris Paul been out for a couple of weeks, couple of months. Is is he missing in action? Because you know, we got a key player missing in action too. We we have no idea where Spencer is. Uh, give give <laughs> it. We're wondering maybe is he with Spencer or you know what's going on with Chris Paul? Is give give us a recap of why he hasn't been playing. like our Blake Griffin on the show here you know you're coming in clutch you're bringing the insight and you're providing what we need in the absence of our our fearless leader Spencer so we always appreciate that um we're we're worried that Spencer is missing of a broken heart we we think he might be injured not not hurt but injured oh yeah he could be it's Valentine's Day who knows and it could be it could be multiple weeks at this point we don't know we're hoping for the best, but speaking of drama with Spencer not being here, Chad, we've gone through a full basket, uh, a full half season so far almost. What's been the drama this year? What what is the NBA bringing to the table that is not on the court? Wow, well, we could start uh, kind of all over let's start let's start with the most recent drama you already touched on it a little bit but uh the Knicks and Carmelo Anthony and Phil Jackson and the saga that's been going on at MSG fill us in on that man what, what's going on up there oh 
I, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, here's my outlook on it. Let's start with the Phil Jackson, Carmelo Anthony saga that you call it. Let's. Carmelo Anthony is not happy in New York. I don't think it's a secret. I think everyone knows it. Um, he's saying that he's happy there and wants to be there. We all know differently. Phil Jackson is just adding to the fire. Phil Jackson knows he made a mistake by signing Carmelo Anthony to a max deal when he did. Phil Jackson, in my opinion, is the worst GM in basketball right now. I think that he has taken the Knicks and pretty much sat back and collected paychecks. I don't think he's done anything to improve that team. The best thing he's done is draft Christoph Porzingis. Other than that, the team's been a wash. Keep in mind, they did have Amon Shumpert and J.R. Smith and traded them to the Cavs for nearly nothing just to get rid of them. Uh, I, I don't like what Phil Jackson is doing um, as a GM. Now, Carmelo Anthony did sign the next contract with the Knicks. He is on the trading block. He has exchanged stuff with Phil Jackson back and forth. You know, no, they, they don't like each other. I think that Carmelo Anthony is going to be traded by the deadline. And the Knicks are pretty much going to give up Carmelo Anthony and get back next to nothing. So, like I said, I, I, I really think that Carmelo Anthony is not not out of his prime necessarily, but he's definitely not the player he was four or five years ago. Um, however, over the last you know four or five games, he's been averaging over 20 points a game. I think that he's trying to get people excited about him playing again. He, he's not done playing basketball, but I don't see it being in a Nick uniform much longer. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the big thing there. You know, Carmelo Anthony is almost a dinosaur of sorts in the style of player that he is. You know, he's a small forward, he's a shooter, but he's an isolation basketball kind of guy. And with the way the NBA has kind of taken off now, it just seems like Carmelo Anthony is, you know, about three years behind the curve and is playing on an organization that just does not support their true star and it's just a weird situation up there. I mean, it's it's really hard to look at the Knicks and not laugh almost at kind of what's gone on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they have they're running an offense that is not designed for Carmelo Anthony, uh, and it's just causing all sorts of chaos. You know, he wants to isolate every once in a while, and you know, the triangle offense doesn't allow him to to really do it within the flow of their offense. Uh, so the ball gets real stagnant. Other people don't get involved. But the Knicks have other problems besides Carmelo Anthony. You know, Christoph Porzingis is playing really well. I'll give him that. But he is very weak. So hopefully they get him in a weight program, put some weight on him, because he gets pushed around a lot. Other than that, the Knicks don't really have anyone to compliment those guys. So... You know, for them to be at the bottom half of the Eastern Conference makes sense because they don't really have the players. They definitely don't have the GM and office office to do it. And they're, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're like a boat in the water with no paddles. Hey, we're wondering, uh, you know, we, we think Spencer's kind of weak sometimes. Think we can get him in that same weight program as Kristoff's? You know what, Valen? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Spencer has never lifted a weight in his life. So there's no way you're going to get him in a weight program. But if you do, we'd have to figure out something because no one's ever been able to do it. That, that's the only thing holding Spencer back at this point is is, is the weight thing. Um, I, well, I'm not... He's got a broken heart that, you know, that new bond might help him out. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I, I'm not really a basketball guy, but I saw reports that, what was it, Derrick Rose calling this the new dream team at the beginning of the year? Um, it, has Derrick Rose broken an ankle yet, or what's going on with him? He's made of glass, right? No, uh, yeah, I mean, Derrick Rose, he, he's not doing much for the Knicks, you know. Um, 
I think I thought since the beginning that Derrick Rose was very overrated. Yes, he does have an MVP, but other than that, he hasn't done anything. Um, you know, uh, even with Joe Kid Noah on the Knicks, he's been hurt as well. They're just not meshing together. I, I, I really think that they're just running an offense that doesn't fit their style um, of play because you have Carmelo that wants to isolate. You have Derrick Rose who kind of wants to isolate as well. I mean, Joe Kim is just a bruiser, you know, in the paint, but he doesn't fit the style that they came with from Chicago. So, you know, either way you slice it, Something's got to change in New York. I think Melo gone. Well, if this, if Melo leaves on a deadline, New York's going to tank the rest of the year. Try to go for you know a lottery pick. I don't think they get it because Brooklyn is absolutely terrible, but they have a chance. And the Celtics pretty much have a top three pick almost locked up. It. It's a lot of drama in the garden right now, and unfortunately it's not about the basketball, which is just the most unfortunate part at this point for for the Knicks basketball. But moving on, we get into the All-Star game. We've got to the halfway point. The All-Star game is this weekend, the East versus the West. We got our starting lineups, Chad. I'll give them to you real quick. The Eastern Conference, we got Kyrie and DeMar DeRozan in the backcourt with LeBron James. Giannis. Oh, man, I cannot. There he is. The Greek freak. And Jimmy (laughs) Butler are all in the front court for the Eastern Conference. In the West, we got Steph Curry and James Harden in the backcourt. Snub on a little Russell Westbrook there. But uh, then you got Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Anthony Davis all in your front court. What what do you see out of these lineups, Chad? I mean, these are some good names on the All Star teams. What do you like? What do you don't like? What how are you feeling about this All Star game? So what I really like is the young guys getting some recognition this year. Uh, you don't have Carmelo Anthony in the All Star game. You don't have Dwayne Wade in the All-Star game. You have some young guys that are actually starting to get some credit. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is probably the most athletic person outside of LeBron James right now in the game. I mean, he took off from nearly the free throw line a couple days ago and threw down a dunk. He is, he is awesome. I'm really high on Giannis. I also really like DeMar DeRozan getting some credit. Yeah, this is his third All-Star game, but he has been playing phenomenal, and he's living up to the contract that he signed this offseason, which was massive. So I really like that. Now, on the Western Conference side, definitely think Russell Westbrook should have been the starting lineup over Steph Curry. I think that when it came down to it, Steph Curry is just a bigger name, and he was a bigger brand last year, so it, it was easy for them to just put him in there. I mean, Russell Westbrook's nearly averaging a triple-double. How do you leave a guy almost averaging a triple-double off the starting lineup of the All-Star team? Mm-hmm. I don't see it. And he's just um, crossing I, teams I, off that list, too, man. I mean, it's incredible the season that Russell's had so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and honestly, Zach, in my eyes, I don't think Steph Curry is the best player on his team. So, you know, I think Kevin Durant is the best player on Golden State. I think Steph Curry is actually taking a back seat to him. His three-point shooting percentage is down. His points per game is down. His assists per game are down. Um, of course, that comes with the territory when getting an all-star like Kevin Durant, but still, um, I don't think it deserves a starting role in the all-star game. Yeah, and, and I'm right on board with you, man. I think, you know, with Kevin Durant coming over to the Warriors, it's really changed the chemistry and the makeup of the team. You know, they lost guys like Harrison Barnes. They lost a lot of guys in the offseason, but they got Kevin Durant. And I think that solidifies their starting five way more for Golden State. But I, I think you nailed the the 
you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, Steph Curry's just taking a back seat, you know. Clay Thompson is still having the season that he's had over the last couple of years. Durant is having a phenomenal season. Draymond Green's doing what he does best. And I think, you know, I don't want to say Steph Curry isn't the player that we thought he was. I think Steph Curry is exactly the player that he came out to be. And that was somebody who controls the team with his attitude and his leadership. But he also lets the players around him do what they do best. And I think Steph Curry really brings out the best in players. And I think that's what really led Kevin Durant to to moving to Golden State. But I think when you do have more stars come around Steph Curry, he just does kind of take that back seat and he lets the other guys do what they do best. And, and it's amazing to see his percentages down, his shootings down. But I think that takes the back seat when you bring a guy in like Kevin Durant and you increase his shooting percentage and, you know, he's averaging over 30 points a game. That's incredible for the Warriors. No, I absolutely agree. Um, and if Steph Curry can bring his shooting percentage higher, then they're going to be the outright favorites to win it all, in my opinion. Um, I think that it's taken them a while to adjust. You know, Golden State is averaging the most assists by any team in the NBA. So they are willing to share the ball. It's... Steph Curry can actually knock down some, some open shots like he did last year, they're going to be dangerous. Uh, of course, Chad. And, and Chad, we want to get your pick on the game, but before we get into that, and we've kept you probably longer than we should, uh, we want to get in some of the contests that we got going during All-Star Weekend. Uh, first, starting with the three-point contest, uh, the participants, we got Eric Gordon, Kyrie Irving, Kylie Lowry, Wesley Matthews, CJ, CJ McComb, Clay Thompson, uh, Kimon Walker, and Nick Young. Um, off that list, who, who, if you had to take a pick, who do you think is going to win the three-point contest? Oh, well, I would pick a person that definitely has a high percentage, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say CJ McCollum. Ooh, that's, that's interesting right there. Okay. Zach, you got to pick... Really like And the Trailblazers are one of those sneaky teams, man. They you don't see them a bunch on prime time. Lamarcus obviously played there for a good portion of his pro career, but the Trailblazers just like to score points. That that that's really interesting. I yeah. like that. I really like Wesley Matthews in this competition, but I think if I had to pick a winner, I'm going with the natural three shooter. I'm going with Clay Thompson, honestly. Yeah, man. But you gotta understand the three point contest is not a catch. You're grabbing balls off the rack. Oh, it's all about pure so pure talent. Oh man, so typically it throws those guys off. Um, I'll make a pick too. I like Nick Young in this. Uh, Vegas got him ten to one. That's a, that's a good value bet. I like Nick one. Uh, he's a kind of streaky guy. Uh, I like him to get hot for this one. I like I like where your head's at, Balance. So optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> He's always the long shot guy. He likes to win the big bucks. So. Hey, if I'm going to bet money, I want to make big money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey. Chad, talk to us about the dunk contest. Uh, the website I'm looking at, cbssports.com, they've only got three participants. Aaron Gordon, DeAndre Johnson, sorry, four. DeAndre Johnson, Glenn Robinson the third, and Derek Johnson Jr., is there usually more people can participating in this, or am I just way out of touch? Just, just to clarify, it's DeAndre Jordan of the Clippers, not DeAndre Johnson. Give, give, give me these names again, because I think Ballard butchered three of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic, DeAndre Jordan of the Clippers... Glenn Robinson the third of the Indiana Pacers and Derek Jones Jr. of the Suns. Shut the hell up. <laughs> oh, Aaron Gordon looks. I, I. It'd be hard for me to go against Aaron Gordon. I I, I think I want to pick Aaron Gordon, but I, I, I feel Andre like Jordan might might show some interesting stuff. I really am interested to see. 
the acrobatic skill set of DeAndre Jordan. I mean, I know he can slam a ball down, but I want to see acrobatics, you know? I mean, we've seen the Greek freak in the in these past couple years. I mean, he's just this been... This is what I don't understand. Yeah, Why is not... LeBron James not in this? Why is Giannis Antetokounmpo not in this? Why is Blake Griffin not in this? And we can bring that up. It's, it's crazy. They're, like There became a period where participating in the dunk contest wasn't cool anymore. And I don't know when that happened or why it happened, but it's ridiculous. You can't get hurt in it. It's not that tiring. Why don't the best athletes participate in it, Chad? Oh, I, I mean, this, this is what I would do. Throw $100,000 in there and bet that the first place. If you win it, you get 100 grand. Are you kidding? I mean, a free $100,000 That's the winner. That's incentive enough for anybody, honestly. What they what they should do is say say two $250,000, quarter million dollars to your charity of choice if you win the dunk yeah. contest. That's how you get these guys to to put a little skin in the game, you know, put their sweats on and shoes on to get this thing going. take on that you know I, m- I miss the days of Vince Carter just sticking his whole body in the rim and just hanging out it's interesting you, you know you bring up the Greek freak you bring up LeBron James I gotta say though when Blake Griffin dunked over the hood of Ikea that was it for me you're out you, you can't come back you're not even trying anymore I'm over Blake Griffin the OU days have worn off of me He's just not the same, man. He's just not the same guy. From these four guys on this list, I'm going to have to go... Chad, you said Aaron Gordon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to chat on this one. I like Aaron Gordon. I like what he brings to the table. I hope he brings a little flair to the dunk contest. I'm going with Aaron Gordon. Uh, For the sake of debate, uh, I'm taking the junior, Derek Jones. I've never seen him play. I have no idea what he looks like, but... (laughs) Um, I like that he's a junior. Sounds like an underdog, a junior, right? You know, I'm, I'm not going to take the third. He's done it three times or somewhere in his family. I'll take the junior on this, and, and we'll talk about it next Tuesday and uh, and see who who is victorious in this. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It'll be a, it'll be a fun weekend. Uh, if you guys have a second, I would definitely like to dive back into the roster here. Please. For the Western Eastern Conference, because I got a bone to pick. Please do. So, here is my issue with the All Star game. I don't like that they vote on players and they can have players of multiple positions. My, my meaning of that is, is, why is it that on the Eastern Conference roster, you have Kyrie Irving, DeMar DeRozan, you have John Wall, Isaiah Thomas, Kyle Lowry, and Kemba Walker all on the Eastern Conference lineup, and they are all point guards. Yeah, I feel like you put yourself at a disadvantage on, at, on the side side. It sounds like they're going to be at a disadvantage when it comes to the size matchup. And Kevin Love's not even going to be there. And Kevin Love's not even there. Oh, yeah. And he's going to have to get replaced. So, you know, it'll be very interesting to to see how how it plays out. But, 
you know, I just feel like it's just, it, it puts the game at a disadvantage. There should be, there's five positions on the floor. There should be two players from each position that make the all-star game. Because you're taking away from guys that are playing the best at their position and not getting an invite to the game. You know, you look at the Western Conference, and they have Anthony Davis as one of their big guys. You know, they have DeMarcus Cousins, DeAndre Jordan, Mark Gasol. Right there, they outnumber the Eastern Conference. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like the way they do it. I wish they would change it, in, in my personal opinion, because I think it's wrong to the position itself not to have players from the respected position make the all-star game. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting topic. It It's one that would be very interesting because you're talking about taking out two positions for the all-star game altogether, two roster spots, I mean. But I, I like where your head's at, Chad. I mean, that's, that's a really good point. Um, it'd be very interesting. I think the Eastern Conference is going with a bunch of shooters. I think they're going to just try and out-shoot the West. It'll be very interesting to see what happens indeed. Um, I would I would hate to go to two per specific position, especially when you got guys like LeBron James who play the one through four throughout a game for their team. It, it, it becomes yeah, a, a... What is he listed as? A small forward. Yeah, he was listed as power forward, but either way, he's forward. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have to, you, you can pick two from each, and you have two floaters, or you have three floaters, something like that, you know, to where at least if, you know, heaven forbid, you know, one of these guys go down, you're at least going to have a competitive game, uh, the all-star game, in my opinion, comes down to rivalries, one, you know, 1v1, you know, let's see who's hot, and get them the ball, how many points you can score, let guys go at each other one-on-one, so... In this frame, it actually doesn't matter, but for the guys that aren't making the all-star game, you know, like, let's just put Marcus Aldridge, for example, who didn't make it with San Antonio. You know, if he played in the East, he should he would easily have made this all-star lineup. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, so um, in that aspect, I think it's wrong to have, you know, nearly zero big men on uh, the Eastern Conference lineup. I mean, you could even argue Kevin Love really is an outside shooter anyway. All he does is shoot three-pointers, so. Well, well, Chad, that's why we bring you on for the, the hard-hitting insight. Man, we appreciate you coming on. Hey, before we let you go, we know it doesn't matter, but who you got winning the game, the East or the West? You heard it here first. Yeah, they're too stacked. They are way too stacked. You're a traitor, Chad, but I understand it does make sense. But as always, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Sports Buzz. You always come with the hottest takes, and we appreciate that. I know the fans do as well. It's been a pleasure to have you on our pro show. And we'll see you on a Saturday. All right, Chad. Thanks for coming on, man. It was great to have you. We'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Take care, bud. Chad, Chad Goodall, our basketball insider. Love to have him on the show. Always coming with the hottest takes. It's great stuff coming from Chad. I like I like what he's got to say, man. Absolutely. Good. Excited to see him this uh, this weekend. Get him on the mic. See if we can get some more hot takes out of him. Should be a good time. Um, let's do a quick segment. Let's get into you. Good with that. A NBA edition. NBA edition of you good with that. I'm I'm down. I'm go- I'm good with that ballad. Let's get right into it. Awesome. So uh, Draymond Green purposely trying to rile up Kevin Durant in a post game interview. He called it motivation. Uh, Zach, are you good with that? You know this kind of all stems from uh, the other. I think it's like a week or two ago. Uh, the issue that. They had on the on the court, Draymond and Kevin really getting into it verbally. Um, verbal altercations to me are always a good thing. I'm good with this. 
I think if it takes a little bit of, as, as it went on here in quotes, F you to get somebody riled up, to get somebody playing, to get somebody fired up about a game, I'm all about that. I, I'm the kind of personality that really likes to uh, antagonize feelings to get the best out of people. And I think sometimes some people respond to emotion really well and some people don't. I think Draymond is is a mastermind here. I think he's coming in. I think he knows his teammates. And I think he's doing what he's got to do to get his team in a good position. I'm good with it. I like it. I think it, it got Durant fired up. I don't think it necessarily pissed him off. But I think it got him fired up, and that's what you need out of a leader. You know, Zach, I would agree with everything you just said, but I got to tell you, I think this is fake news. And by the way, I'm not good with it. And this is why. I think that Durant and Draymond were really at odds in the middle of this game. You're not throwing FUs around to your teammates just for fun. I think Draymond came to this post-game interview. He had a, a way to try to spin this story. Um, but no, I'm not good with this. I, I'm good with motivating your teammates, but it doesn't have to be on the court and screaming absurdities at each other. Uh, for me, I'm just not good with it. It's 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 not good for me. Uh, let's move on to the next one, though. Zach, we got the NBA hates free speech. Uh, the NBA urges in a memo... Um, for players to stop mocking opponents on social media. Uh, tell me, Zach, are you good with this? You know what, Ballad? I'm not good with this. And this comes on multiple levels. The NBA telling people that they can't talk a little trash, they can't antagonize their opponent a little bit, maybe get in their head, that bothers me. You know, sports is all about who can rise to the occasion. Who can overcome adversity? To me, adversity is getting heckled until you can't stand it no more and you still thrive in that environment. J.J. Reddick said it best. He loved playing on the road because the hate that Duke got really fired him up. All that heckling made J.J. Reddick a better player. I'm all about it. I think the NBA is getting a little soft here. I am not good with the NBA prohibiting players to tweet at their opponents i think it's all in good fun these guys played aau basketball they played college basketball against each other they're used to it they do this in text message tweeting is just another way for the fans to get involved i'm i'm not about this the nba you're being too hard so you're not good with it not good with it and i'll say despite everything i just said about draymond not being able to say what he wants to say on the court I am also not good with this. As someone who loves to complain and talk shit on Twitter, NBA, shut the fuck up. Let the players do what they want to do. Say what they want to say. You are not the government. Don't try to take away the First Amendment. Hey, players, keep doing what you want to do. I'm not good with this either. Um, let's move on to the next. You good with it. Our last one of the night. All right. Uh, Char Charles Oakley, uh, if you watch sports at all, has been in the news lately uh, for getting in altercations with the owner um, of the, is it the Knicks? Is it the Nets? The Knicks. The Nets, the Knicks. Or whatever, whoever. Uh, tell me, Zach, are you good with this? I'm not good with this. And I'm not good with it on all sides. Uh, Charles Oakley has been very adamantly against James Dolan. He's been very confrontational with him, social media, interviews, what have you. This all seemed to boil over last week. Um, shoot, maybe even a couple weeks ago. Um, Charles Oakley attending a New York Knicks basketball game. Had some security guards get in his face. From reports, whichever you believe, he was either spewing profanities at James Dolan from the side, or he wasn't. James Dolan then asked security, please remove uh, Charles Oakley from the arena. Charles Oakley did not take kindly to this. Uh, started putting his finger in security guards' faces, pushed another security guard. It was a really dramatic situation, and I think one that is just... 
epitomized by that of a tantrum of a child from both sides. I, I, I don't think James Dolan handled this the best. I don't think Charles Oakley conducted himself in a very professional adult manner. I think both parties are to blame. The fact that Adam Silver and Michael Jordan had to get called in to settle this dispute is just beyond unbelievable and childish. And I'm just not good with this. I mean, this is a bad look for the Knicks. It's a bad look for Oakley. It's a bad look for Dolan. It's a bad look for basketball. And this is just stuff that shouldn't happen. I'm not good with this on all levels. Um, honestly, Zach, I agree with everything you just said, but for the sake of debate, I'll say I'm good with this because I haven't talked about the Knicks ever. I don't care at all about the Knicks, but for some reason, everyone in sports is talking about them. I would love to hear in like two weeks that this was a major PR stunt put on by the owner of the Knicks and Charles Oakley to get them in the news. They're not that good this year. Everyone knows this. Get them back in the news. Get people talking about it. If that's the case, I'm totally good with it. Great PR move. And you know it's a good PR move when you get Stephen A. Smith involved. He is the king of drama in the sports world. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a PR move. It might be. Uh, that was You Good With It, another segment that uh, we really enjoy doing. I'm, I'm I do, that. man. That, that's, a good, that's a good time, man. Um, let's get into another segment we really enjoy. First Impressions, NBA Edition. Uh, we only got a handful of games to go through this week. All right. Uh, let's start it off. Pacers at the Cavs. Zach, what's your first impression? Pacers have not been good this year. Cavaliers, even without Kevin Love, I just think are too much. Uh, LeBron James just has proven time and time again when the team has to be put on his back, he can carry the load. I got the Cavaliers at home. I agree with everything you just said, but I think that they might rest uh, LeBron James this game. He's got an all-star weekend coming up. Um, I'm going to take a patience in this one and upset. Uh, we got the Mavs going to the Pistons. Zach, what's your first impression? I don't like either of these teams, and I honestly have watched zero Pistons basketball this year. I've seen the Mavericks show up to games and play extremely well. They beat the Spurs and Cavaliers in sequence this year already. I like the Mavericks on the road here. I will not... Uh, yeah, I would love to say I won't bet against my Mavericks, but I'm not putting money in the game. And just for sake, they're so bad. I'm taking the Pistons in this one. It hurts, but that's just how it's got to be. Uh, Zach, we've got the Heat going to Houston to take on the Rockets. What's your first impression? Uh, the Heat are just not the same without Dwayne Wade. It's been a really interesting year for them. James Harden has proven that he's an MVP caliber player. I like the Rockets in this one. We agree in this game. Oh, what about the Knicks going to the Thunder? What's your first impression? Knicks are all drama. Thunder are all drama. It's been an interesting story, but the biggest story out of all this is that Russell Westbrook has been on fire. I'm going to go with the Thunder at home. Yeah, we agree on this one as well. This is interesting. A little you know, Zach on Zach agreeing action. Well, uh, zigzags on the same page here. Zigzag Zach. Celtics going to Chicago to take on the Bulls. Uh, Zach, what's your first impression? I like the Bulls. I like Jimmy Butler, but I like my Celtics more. I watch them more. I'm a true fan. I'm going with the Celtics on the road. For the sake of debate, I'm taking the Bulls. Joe, if you're listening, this one's for you. Uh, Chad Roy told us he think the West is going to take the All-Star game. We all know it doesn't matter, but Zach, what's your first impression? East versus West. The West does have better size. I think they kind of have a better complement of players as well. But this is an all-star game. None of that matters. Nobody has chemistry. I'm just going to be a homer. I'm going to take the East in this one. I'll take the West, but if I was a betting man, I'll tell everyone, take the over in this game. Take the over big time. That was first impressions. Uh, let's move into our final segment of the night, our nightcap. Our nightcap, which is always sponsored by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. Beers for any occasion. Beers for any occasion. Uh, we thought tonight for our nightcap, we would do a quick just look at the NHL rankings. There's going to be almost zero insight on this since I haven't been watching very much hockey of you. Uh, I've watched a little bit. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Cherie, she's a huge New York Rangers fan. Shout out to Cherie. She's always about the Rangers. 
Rangers are doing pretty well. Not quite tops of the league, but they're having a decent season so far. But we'll get... Let's look at the top five. Let's look at the top five. We'll get into this. I think this is going to be big for us moving forward. I like hockey. I love hockey. Since the rules have changed, I think it's become a better sport. I think it's become faster paced. And I think the players have all caught on really quickly to the new style of hockey. It should be interesting. Uh, But as we introduce the NHL, our first power rankings, number one, this week and last week, the Washington Capitals. They're 39-11-6 this year. Um, they're one of the true powerhouse teams in the NHL. Um, they, they, they've they really been playing well. You know, it's Ovechkin and the Capitals. I mean, it's Ovechkin's team, and, and this might be their year. We'll see what happens. I like what I've seen out of the Capitals from the little bit that I've caught this year. It should be interesting. It seems like always it's like, the Blackhawks, the Penguins, the Capitals. Those are the teams you're always talking about at the end of the year. And, and number two, a team that you're not really expecting to talk about and probably haven't talked about in a while, the Minnesota Wild. Um, I was talking about my boy Corey Ramsey, a good friend of mine, a former hockey player who we're going to get on the show uh, in a couple of weeks to give us a true breakdown of the NHL. Uh, he's talking about the Minnesota Wild. They're a team that's a true team. they got ten players with at least... 10 or more goals. Um, Minnesota Wild, a team to watch out for at number two in the power rankings right now. Yeah, and, and they're a really interesting team. Uh, it, it would be great to see them kind of in the playoffs and see how this progresses throughout the rest of the season. Uh, coming in at number three, moving up two spots from last week, is the Chicago Blackhawks, another one of those teams that we just seem to always talk about. They're they're always in the hunt. Um, they've got a perfect 5-0-0 in the month of February. All road wins. Impressive. So it shows you that this team is really willing to compete. They're they're willing to do whatever it takes on the ice. Um, and they're hot right now. The Chicago Blackhawks are on fire. Now here's another team you're always talking about in hockey, the Pittsburgh Penguins. When you got Sidney Crosby on your team, you know you're going to be in the top five. Uh, he's gone back-to-back games without a single point. Um, experts are saying that the Canucks, next game on their schedule, actually tonight, uh, watch out, I'm predicting a big game from Sidney Crosby. Uh, Pitcher with Ken- Penguins coming in at number four. And rounding out the top five, dropping a couple spots from last week, is the San Jose Sharks. Um, they, they ended a four-game skid thanks to Brent Burns willing his team to a win on Sunday, uh, two goals, Beat the New Jersey, um, wow, the Red Devils, the New Jersey Devils, that's who it is. I almost forgot who they were. Brett Burns leads his team with his two goals to a win over the New Jersey Devils, ends the four-game slide, um, and is really boosting his his standing in the MVP talk, uh, as well as the NHL scoring champion this year. So it should be interesting, San Jose Sharks. Team to look out for. You know what I think about when I hear the, about the New Jersey Je- Devils? Star Stanley Cup. <laughs> it's all That's all I hear. It's a pretty good one. Um, that, that was a good year for Dallas. That was a good year. It's, it's been a while, but it's uh, they're awful this year. The Stars are not good right now. But the Texas Stars are pretty good, and if you're ever willing to, they're up in Cedar Park. I'm down. Catch, catch a game. Absolutely. It's always a good time. The I think it's the HEB Center now yeah. in Cedar Park. Uh, it's a fun place. It's really small, so it feels really homey and everything seems close. Uh, it's a great place to go watch some hockey. So. they got to have like a dollar beer night or something, too. They have some cheap stuff uh, any night of the week. I can get so, in on that. It's always good stuff. But uh, I think that's going to wrap up our show, Ballad. You know, it's been interesting. We've had no Spencer Spillman, no true host, and yet... We've done a great job. Well, I'm always happy to host the podcast. Um, but without Spencer, it doesn't feel quite the same. Uh, we're still wondering. Uh, we're not sure why he's not here. Uh, we, we have heard reports, and we're not ready to speculate that it, it would be a Valentine's Day type endeavor. Uh, we've only heard that. But we're not ready to report that because we're not about fake news. And that's just hearsay. You it's never, just hearsay. You never know. We, don't, we have no idea. Um, and but, as, we, as we always say, Pixar didn't happen, you know? I mean, exactly right. <laughs> it's been fun, though. I've, I've had a good time uh, 
doing the show with you. It's been a great time. You know, we went over our hour on both shows, but I think we had a, a great time. You know, we brought in our, our basketball analyst, Chad Goodall, gave us some good insight on our college show, came in tonight, showed up, gave us the scoop on the NBA and what's been going on this first half of the season. I'm really excited. You know, uh, our show is kind of taking a turn without football, and mm-hmm. I think we're going in the right direction. It should be a whole lot of fun. We got a lot of stuff coming up in the future. Um, it's been a great time. I've had fun. Had a blast. Ballard had a blast. Spencer, I'm sure, had a good time doing whatever he is doing tonight. We hope to have him back next week. But from Zach Ballard and his wonderful, wonderful home, I'm your host, Zach Chandonet. This has been another episode of Sports Buzz, sponsored, as always, by Strangeland Brewery. And we are out. Peace! This party is officially over.